It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just watching the quarterbacks in yesterday's practice, it it can only mean one thing. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerbean. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrate. That, of course, meaning we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. Looking at the, we probably got about 30 to 35 minutes window of practice yesterday, which doesn't mean everything, right? I'm going to come out and admit that that doesn't mean everything. But I just don't believe Auburn's starting quarterback is on this roster. Ouch. I I just don't see it. That bad? I don't think it was impressive. And look, I get it. It was, you know, maybe all three of the guys, maybe Robbie, TJ, Holden Gurner, maybe they were all having bad days, right? That's totally possible. But, I mean, these receivers were just having to make ridiculous, impressive catches. I feel good about our receiving core, actually, because some of the stuff they were able to haul in was actually pretty impressive. It's great for them. Great yeah, work Nick, Marner, Nick Marner's catch radius, like, I'm a believer. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. And, and we'll talk about some of the winners uh, from, from this drill in a second. But to me, it looks like we've done this before, right? We've done this conversation before, but – it looked like TJ was the starter yesterday. And I'm not talking about him lining up with the ones. That did happen. When they did the pace drill, once again, we saw one pace drill. That doesn't mean anything. But from a from the way he carried himself in a body language situation, it looked like TJ was the starter and Robbie was the backup. Like, it just looked like that. It looked like TJ was the leader in the room. His, you know, he, he had his shoulders, his chest out, his shoulders back. And Robbie just kind of always was, you know, slowly behind him. It's just, it just looked like that. And if you're a top quarterback, you don't ever look like that. You know what I mean? And so that's what it felt like. And that's what it looked like to me, Charlie five. I mean, I get it. I mean, and I can understand how these type of scrimmages or these type of practices really, really benefit TJ over, over most of the guys because he does, he does the mechanical things right. He does the, you know, he he's fairly accurate uh, in these type of situations, um, and it it hinders Robbie because he's more explosive the other way. He's more explosive with his legs. So right. the problem is, the problem is, is since we didn't bring a quarterback in yet, like we haven't had one on campus yet, we're tr- I think we're trying to kind of. Can maybe trying to convince ourselves that uh, when we don't get to see practice like this, we want to convince ourselves that that you know maybe one of these guys can be it. And then you hear reports, I, and it's not just from you. I didn't just hear it from you. Like other people, wow, that the quarterbacks really struggled. Like Holden's not even remotely in the conversation. Um, I mean, there were people that I really respect. Yeah, Charlie Five that came up to me while I was watching them, and they said they asked me how honest are you going to be tomorrow? Mm. And I'm like, I don't know. At the time, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it it wasn't good. It and, wasn't good. 
And it's not content. Like there, that's the thing. Like if you can't look good when First there's air. Against, air, against air with, with nobody defending, like what are you going to, how's it going to be when, when people are flying at you and there's defensive backs in the picture and there's, yeah. there's defenders underneath and zone cut, like what, what are you going to look like then? Um, we're just, we have a very, very questionable at best uh, quarterback room that desperately, desperately needs additions. And I mean, it may need multiple in the, in the, in the post spring. I think they get two. Yeah. I think they get two. And um, you, you need other positions to clear out because you're kind of already pushing the scholarship limit. We'll see what that looks like. But once again, the upside of Robbie is tremendous. It's just, I don't right. think we're seeing it yet. And maybe it's taken him time to learn the offense, learn these patterns. Maybe, maybe the verbiage is different. I don't the know. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here. I'm really trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. The, the, I'll give you, I would give you that if it was a scrimmage scenario, if it was a scrimmage scenario and, and there's guys struggle, like maybe you don't pick up the offense. Like you don't, you don't read things as quite as fast because it's a new offense or, or you throw a corner whenever the receivers running a post, you could say, yeah. okay, that's just, that's just terminology thing. They weren't on the same page. When it's just simple pitch and catch and we can't pull it off, like we just that's just too much for us to pull off. That's not that's beyond the offense. And, and it's and it's and it's a repetitive thing. It's happened multiple years now. That's yeah. no longer that's no longer the offensive system. Uh that is that's just well, what we have to deal with. Like that's what, even that's what even if TJ with. wins the job. Hugh's going to go up to all these quarterbacks and saying like, Hey, we're going to add one, maybe two other quarterbacks to compete with you in the fall. Like, is he going to like that? Hmm. Like he may leave anyway, even if he wins the job. So I, I don't, I legitimately don't know what that looks like. I can't imagine like, I can't imagine being Hugh and, and trying to figure out like, the, the trying to figure out how we're going to put something together with what we have at quarterback. Uh, we like it's like you corrected so many of the things that you needed to correct, uh, in the portal on offense. And yeah. you had some terribly bad luck with, with quarterback, where you pretty much had a couple of guys like lined up ready to go, and then things just didn't quite pan out. Maybe. Maybe there'll be somebody sitting there waiting that's polished and ready to go uh, in the fall that, or I'm sorry, in the spring that right. had maybe cold feet uh, in 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 January of, of pulling the trigger. But um, I mean, that's what you got to hope for. You got to hope for that because um, if you can't, if we can't look good just throwing against air, running basic routes, we're going to have issues. The, the, the bright side, we already mentioned this. This is great practice for the receivers. This is better than a jugs machine. Like it's unpredictable. Like you just go out there and you know <laughs> you're going to have to use you're going to have to catch the ball away from your body because it's not coming into your chest. You're, I mean that's good. That's good practice. That's the bright side. Let's look for silver linings. Yeah, and, and I think there's I think there's a lot of silver linings. We'll touch on some of the positives in a second, but the I think they can make the throws. This is about to sound stupid, but like, I think they can make the throws that they can make. And what I mean by that is like I think. I think TJ is great at stuff that's inside the hashes. And I don't love his stuff that's beyond 20 yards. Robbie, he had an incredible throw to Camden Brown late in the, in the, and like his deep, his touch on deep balls are great. But the stuff in front of them in the hashes isn't good. It's like the stuff that they do, I, I like it. 
I like what yeah. they do, but outside of that, like both of them on outside throws, like it's it's pick six city waiting yeah. to happen. And once again, they can fix that. All that's fixable. But just you're supposed to look really good against air. And like I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that that happened. So I'm wondering too uh, with Holden if there's some t- there's got to be uh, if there's some type of injury or something because doesn't look the, right from some the, the release doesn't look right and then there's nothing on the ball there's nothing on the ball like he's really struggling to put anything like, but even really at eight day I mean he was all touch it was all it was touch. quick stuff it was quick stuff too like little mm-hmm. five yard five yard passes but you can know. win we with got that. it. We I mean, got if you build the offense, right? You can win with that. You can, you can. Tom Brady's done it. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, if you know where, if you know where it's uh, the guy's open, and you and you can get it out. But he's he's far not. He's far behind. And I was not comparing Holden Garner to Tom Brady at all. I mean, but, you can compare him to whoever you want. I think that'd be great. I would love that. You gotta have. We got We gotta have some growth, man. You gotta have some growth, or you just gotta add new new people because that that that's the that is a the most suspect room uh, suspect position, I think by far on offense, maybe on the whole team. Yes. Or linebacker. Those are the two I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. Um, So when we got out there, they were doing like special team stuff. Yeah. And the quarterbacks were just throwing, doing drills. And each quarterback, each of the three quarterbacks had a specific target that they were throwing to, and they were just matched up for the whole drill. This is weird to me. I'm sure there's a reason for it. See if you can help me find this. So TJ was throwing to 84. So that's Mike O'Reilly Ducker. Okay. Robbie was throwing to 13. Rivaldo Fairweather. Okay. So you're like, okay, tight ends. Cool. <laughs> Holden is throwing to yeah. Jarquez Hunter. <laughs> like, what? That's pretty. Maybe it's dudes like coming out of the backfield. Minutes, it was weird. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. <laughs> I don't really have an explanation for that. Is it? You know, I saw Mike O'Reilly Ducker the first pra- uh, practice. He dropped a couple, um, but Rivaldo caught caught everything, and Jarquez catches everything. So I'm trying to find a pattern here, and I'm not even really sure that I see one. Other than I, ma- I mean, I watched that nothing. for ten minutes, and I'm like, "What is going on?" But whatever. whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, and, and we'll talk about some of the winners in this uh, media viewing window that I want to talk about with you. Charlie five, but FanDuel, they've got Auburn as a half point dog currently against Iowa. Interesting. In Birmingham. We'll see if the line shifts any before the tip Thursday evening. But hey, now's the time to get in on the action because new customers on FanDuel, they get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Charlie five, this bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Can you imagine betting $1,000? If you win, you get all that money. If you lose, you still get the money back to continue betting. Sounds it's like incredible. a win-win to me. Sounds like it's a win-win to me. No risk. No risk. Uh, no, what could go wrong? So be sure to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. 
Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, I think the winner of practice, the guy that looked most impressive to me, was number three, Tarvarish Dawson. Nice. Him operating Chick. solely out of the slot, but just the way he ran his routes were so crisp. I mean, you talk about that, like that French fry that's cooked to perfection, <laughs> where it's a little bit of crispy, but you still got that awesome potato action in the middle. I think those were, a, I think that was a great representation for Tarvarish Dawson's routes. Very crispy, very thorough, very thought out. And it just stood out to me watching his, you know, the way he was kind of going through, like he wasn't going through the motions. He was going all out. Um, like and a that. lot of his stuff was in breaking route. So like TJ hit him and stride. It just looked good. Best fast food French fry real quick. Ready? Go. Uh, McDonald's probably. Oh, I'm going to go Chick-fil-A. I like the waffle fry. Waffle fries are overrated across the board. <laughs> Not when they have the right amount of crispiness and salt on it. So there you go. All right. So Tavares Dawson, remember, remember this was he was the legend of spring last year. Sure, he was he was a spring legend last year. He was the fall camp. I think maybe maybe even fall camp legend. As he got a freshman, like hurt or something, didn't he? He like missed he did, time. Maybe he maybe he did get hurt. I, I remember I uh, towards I the end of the year. Towards the end yeah. of the year, uh, two years ago, they were they made him this deep ball guy like. The kids got talent. The kids got talent, and for whatever reason, the first two years he was here, we were unable to figure out how to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And one thing that that freezes offenses are able to do is get playmakers the ball. And Tavares Dawson clearly has some. He has talent. He's got speed, uh, and he's 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 not just speed, but he's quick as well. So I love, I love, he's love, crispy. crispy. I love his crispiness in the slot. Uh, so. Uh, that's that excites me. That excites me. I'm with you. The other winner, Camden Brown, Beast. a man that big and tall with a frame of that size should not be able to move. That he looks well. like an Who edge. Threw it? Who he threw looks it? like an edge. He really does. He looks like kinda. a. He kind of yeah. looks like Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or he, like like is that Cam Riley out there? That's kind of yes, what it looks I mean, like. He, so yeah, TJ threw a. Uh, he ran a comeback. He was paired with TJ. He ran a comeback. And it wasn't just like the, you know, run 10 yards, stop and come back. Like he, he ran some like jukes with it and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how you defend that. Like if you did that against a human, like they're not covering that with your big old body. Like they're not going to be able to get in position to do that. You're going to be able to box out everybody because you're so stinking big. So I love that. That got me fired up. He is. He's huge. Uh, I've, I, He's he even looks big without pads on. Like he's just like I said, he looks like Dylan, like he looks like an edge, but he's uh-huh. playing wide receiver. A 6'3, 200 to in 15 pound dude, like should not be able to move like he moves. I mean, this is this is like La- Laquan Treadwell type possibility of a wide receiver. This is the kind of wide receiver that Hugh Freeze drools over. And and he's showing out. You consistently hear his name popping up in uh, in practice notes and in coaches' names, things like that. Right. Uh, I'm so excited, so excited for him. I am too, man. I, I mean, I think he could be one of he could have one of the best wide receiver seasons in Auburn history. Now, oh. sadly, that's a lower bar than we all want it to be. Sure. But if you told me Camden Brown, if he gets nine hundred and 
yards. I mean, that's that's one of the best receiving years that Auburn's ever had. And it's like, I kind of feel like that's going to happen, regardless of who's a quarterback. I think he's going to be that good. And I think Hugh Freeze knows to get this offense going, he's going to need a guy like that because I think just due to some limitations of the current of, of the roster, I'm not just talking about quarterback, I just think depth in general is a big issue. You're going to need guys that can make plays even when they're covered to catch the football. And Camden Brown and Nick Marner are your best two options right now. The only thing that worries me about that is who's the quarterback? Because they're on the outside, and that's where they struggle is getting the ball that's true. on the outside. So is it just going to be we're going to put him in situations where it's just a bunch of 50-50 stuff? Like then obviously that makes his job a whole heck of a lot harder. But he's the kind of guy that could go win his fair share of those. So uh, I, I think that you're going to see huge production. I'm just hoping that whoever it is that we either bring in or somebody just the light comes on uh, and they're able to, you know, help him out and not just put hang him out to dry over and over and over again to make a play, make an impossible play. Because we saw – we've seen great receivers like Seth Williams get really fr- – like that's, that's frustrating. That's got to be frustrating when, when you – you want you see other teams are able to scheme people open so easy, and we just you know we're not able to do it. So I'm hoping that offense, and then maybe a, either a transfer in or the quarter a quarterback gets a you know a little light bulb comes on and they kind of figure it out because this kid is ready to explode. Yeah, and hopefully that helps the quarterbacks take a step forward, right? With with yes. the scheme. I mean, that's what everybody's saying. Like Hugh Freeze is the quarterback whisperer. Look at what he did with Bo Wall. Like I'm cool with all of that. I'm cool with all of that. I'm just saying with what we've seen so far, the quarterbacks are behind schedule and the coaching yes. staff feels the same way. I'm not saying that they're going to not get better, like understand, but I, I don't think they're at the point uh, of where this coaching staff thought they would be entering spring. I get it. You know, maybe they went hard on spring break. I mean, Auburn like led the beach in Destin of like arrests. Uh, the, the, so I, I saw mean, that like Auburn so maybe, students. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. I'm proud of that. Hang the banner. Mm. Spring break champs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they were they were something. They were something for sure. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. And you know, I talked to several players that went back to their hometown and worked with, you know, their their high school trainers to get better. And you you hope the quarterback certainly did that. Um yeah. I don't know. I don't we'll know. That- Everything looks so fast, other than like the quarterback, like everything yeah. looked so much faster. The offensive line looked good. The running backs looked good. The receivers, I thought, looked really good. And so, yeah. um, they they can figure it out. I mean, they're they're going through more than than still any only other about position. five. Still only about five practices in. I would say the quarterback that timing and whatnot probably has the most rust to shake off because it's not so much physical as it is just mental and repetition. So. Yeah, um, I don't want to get on here and just like slam the quarterbacks because their their job's harder than everybody else's. But it's just against air, it should look a little bit better. It yeah, should look a little. I agree. Better. There's no, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If it's just mm-hmm. against air, you got to execute. I'm looking at my notes. Var was really impressive. Robbie, great deep ball to Camden. I think I talked about that. Yep. And through the comeback route. Oh, then I, I've got a few notes about Mardner. Mardner making a few catches that were. I know we were joking about it earlier, but they were low, and he used those long arms to, to get down there. So you can't, uh, he, uh, he still looks like he's a starter. He still looks like he's a starter opposite Camden Brown, which 
Little surprise, but we keep seeing it. I think it's safe to say he's going to be out there early in games. You can't imagine how big this kid is until you see him in person. Like, 6'6", six, six sounds, you know, sounds big. But, like, when you see it on the football field, like, it, and, and how long his arms are, he's just – he's a big, big wide receiver, and he does not move yeah. slow. <laughs> he's quick. No, he can he run. Doesn't. And I, I'm just – this kid's going to be a good player for us. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, Auburn's dancing in Birmingham, Charlie Five. Can the Tigers get that win against Iowa in the first round? We'll tell you in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to make sure everybody's aware that the Locked On Auburn Discord is free, and all you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below to check that out. Charlie Five, Auburn playing in Birmingham, that 8-9 matchup against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And... I think Justin Ferguson said it best in his newsletter, the Auburn Observer newsletter, in a year filled with a bunch of adversity, and I think bad breaks. We're a little biased, but I think bad breaks with officiating and you know talented freshmen being injured and things like that. Auburn finally got a break this year. For sure, for sure. I, I think we may be able to put the conspiracy – theories away that you know everybody's out to get Auburn or out to get Bruce I mean you give a nine seed a, a essentially two home games I mean did you hear what Kelvin Sampson said that Houston's head coach they were asking about that he did a press conference they're asking about his regional and he said um he's us oh so um Auburn nine seed just play two home two games in uh Birmingham uh maybe we should have been nine seed you know joking around like <laughs> I mean that that is a that is a that is tough luck. Like you're the you're the two, number two overall seed, I believe, and you have to go play the night. I mean, if you obviously if Iowa wins, it would be a wash. But right. if Auburn were to win, you got to play a nine seed essentially at home. Uh, so I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I was kind of hoping for like a ten seed maybe because I liked our matchup better against a two than obviously. Sure. So, you know, several of the ones, but I can't, I, I had no, I had no dream that we would be in Birmingham uh, as a nine seed uh, with, if you get past Iowa, you get Houston at essentially at home. It's, 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 it's crazy. Iowa's a terrible road team. Apparently I, I, I haven't, I cannot confirm this. That's just what I've, I've, I've heard people say. I so, love that narrative. Let's push that. So, I mean, look, this is a essentially a road game for them. I mean, it's going to be – there's going to be a ton of Auburn people there. So, you know, I, I can't imagine a better draw for Auburn. I really, really can't. No, I can't either. And Auburn historically has done well in opening round games. We'll see if that happens this year. But, man, I'm just thinking about Birmingham. If, if Auburn does beat Iowa on a Saturday – Against mm. Houston, like it'll be. Whew. I think that place holds like seventeen or eighteen thousand people. Uh, yeah, BJCC. It will be so dadgum loud and so Auburn. Yeah, I, it. 
Houston's Houston's that's not too terrible terrible of a trip for Houston. So I assume they'll probably travel, but I mean it's not an hour and a half. You know what I mean? And then there's a, no. a vast majority of Auburn people that live in Birmingham uh, that would want to go. People in Montgomery, people that live in Auburn, students they they can drive there. So like it, it's uh it's gonna be yeah, you can crazy. go without having to like get a hotel and stuff. You can literally yeah. just day trip that. Right? Yeah, you can both go right times. Back. So. Yeah. Um, just it, I, I'm just, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I mean, this, the, the significance of a, just getting in the tournament. Um, here's another thing I learned. Here's another thing I learned. And I think Auburn people have need to need to learn too. You got to watch basketball outside of just the sec, because a lot of people, especially the ones that, you know, Oh, I'm a fatalist Auburn fan. Uh, everything's the sky's always falling and everybody's always better than us. And, are you, blah, blah, is blah, this blah, the blah. dude you totally just cooked on that on the corner message board? I did cook a dude on. Uh, his name was Auburn Hooper. Okay, I, he knows nothing about hoops. So did like, he yeah, like press charges for that? Because I mean, you destroyed him. Let's let's move on. Okay, that, okay. <laughs> let's move on. Look, the, after about the two and three, after about all the two, <laughs> I mean, seasons, the threat title was "Hey AU Hooper," and everybody and everybody's just like. Dang, dang. <laughs> <laughs> sign up for a mess. Sign up for a membership at Auburn Live, and you know you can get on it too. But oh uh, so after about the two seeds, it's a bunch of average all over. Like every like everybody just loses has a chance to lose to everybody. Uh, it's a whole lot of average. And when you look at net rankings and and the way our strength of schedule, we played thirteen tournament teams this year, and we're right around five hundred. It's the most we've ever played in a year in a single season. Uh, I mean. Auburn was Auburn was pretty much safe for an 11 seed, even if they would have lost to Tennessee. I know it felt good to beat them and secure secure yourself, but like Auburn, there there's a there is probably 15 ish 15 to 20 ish teams in the tournament that like I'm sorry I'm sorry, about 15 teams in the tournament like anybody could beat anybody. You know what I mean? So if you give you put us in Birmingham, like who knows what could happen? I mean, we've been hot recently. Uh, led the SEC in three-point shooting percentage. Uh, I think for the whole month of February uh, and, and March. So, like, let's get let's let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, the boys are boys are ready to go. Yeah, especially if if it's really going to feel like a home environment. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I I, I wouldn't want to play us. Like, if I was if I was job. Iowa or Houston, I would be ticked. So ticked. You I got job. I'm just gonna. I have no problem saying it. you got jobbed. You, yeah. Something's out there. But Y'all I kind of feel like there. we've been uh, ripped off all year. And yeah. I just felt like, kind of feel like we deserve it. So. Oh, we deserve it big time. Uh, for Charlie sure. Five, how can people hear you, love you, catch up with you, all that Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. You can find me uh, on the in the Locked On Auburn Discord every single day or auburnlive.com, the corner message board. We just talked about it. Or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Yeah, you can read all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.